This is an exclusive House of Ramirez and Dolo Darnell partnership. This is House of Ramirez. Y'all already know what's up. We're here cooling it in Atlanta. I'm here with my sister. Uh, she's doing great things here in Atlanta. She's, um, you know, she has a great story. Um, and this story has actually touched home. We'll get into it later in the interview. Um, but my sister is actually here to give us pieces of information that some of us might know, some of us might not know. Um, and I'm just very appreciative for all the time that she's pouring into us so we can become informed. It's very important that we are informed. Tell us who you are, sis. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so first, I want to just give a shout out to House of Ramirez for just having me on this platform. Um, I do not take it lightly. I really appreciate the opportunity. So I just want to make sure that I address you and tell you how much I appreciate you. Um, so my name is Latoya Dwight. And I am the founder of the Fibroid Pandemic, um, born and raised in upstate New York, um, the youngest of eight. So I come from an uber large family. I am a wife. I am a mother. I'm a sister, a best friend. I'm also a mentor. And by profession, I am an employee benefits consultant. So basically what that means is I negotiate business to business contracts with insurance carriers on behalf of employers, whether it's regarding their group medical dental, life, disability benefits, insurance. I have my, my hands all in it. I've been in the industry for 21 years and it just seems funny even saying 21 years, but um, obviously I like it. Um, I, I, I am a graduate of, I went to undergrad at DeVry. Um, I got my master's at Troy and I have a professional designation of registered health underwriter, certified in healthcare consumerism, registered employee benefit consultant, and that's pretty much Latoya Dwight wrapped all in one. <laughs> wow, 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 girl! Yes, you got like breeze flying everywhere. I'm like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> but you know, it just shows the commitment that you have and the drive that you have uh, to give back to our community. Um, you're very knowledgeable, and you know, thank you so much for shouting me out. But I'm going to shout you out right now because it really takes that love for thyself and the community to pour back into us. So I want to thank mm -hmm. you for that. Thank you. That's absolutely awesome. my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, besides you know going to school, dedicating yourself, being passionate about what it is that you're doing career-wise. You also have a platform where you're giving us information, you know, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I want to get into that. Can you please tell us about the fibroid pandemic? Absolutely. So before I tell you about the fibroid pandemic, let me tell you how I developed it. Yes. So um, as I, you know, grew into my motherly adulthood, um, I met my now husband, my then boyfriend, we were dating for a while. And I decided at that moment that I was too old as an age, <laughs> I'm too mature to have an unplanned pregnancy. So he and I both agreed that I would get the Marina IUD and plan it. Got the Marina IUD, my menstrual cycle stopped. We had a lot of fun, <laughs> as you can probably imagine. Um, but then it was time to go get my IUD replaced because they actually expire after a certain amount of time. At that moment, I was going to my OBGYN for about 12 years. 
and she was unable to locate the IUD. So she sent me to ultrasound. Again, this is all within the same exact doctor's visit. So she sent me to ultrasound. The ultrasound tech, they performed a topical ultrasound, could not find the IUD. They did a vaginal, they located it. But then with good bedside manners, the ultrasound tech says, um, by the way, how are your fibroids coming along? And I go, what's that? Had no idea. And I am the type of person who goes to get my annual physical examination, my annual pap on a regular basis. I don't miss it. Well, actually since COVID, I have not gone since 2019. I didn't go all of 2020. So I was really confused. And you can tell immediately that she was like, oh, she probably misspoke. So she sent me back in there with the doctor. The doctor goes, well, yeah, we saw some fibroids on the ultrasound. We recommended you get a hysterectomy. Now, remember, I was only going to get my IUD replaced. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm an employee benefits consultant. So I see these hospital bills. So I knew that a hysterectomy was a major surgery. So I asked her, where did they come from? How did I get it? Is it hereditary? Is it based on my food? Is it based on genetics? Like, well, what is it? And she did say, well, in the medical industry, there's no known fact as to what causes fibroids. However, she's been a doctor and treating patients for so long. She knows that a hysterectomy works because it's like kudzu. If you cut it away, it'll grow back. So when she literally compared my womb, the soul of a woman's body, where we give birth, when she compared my womb to kudzu, I checked out. So um, I told her I, I was not comfortable having a hysterectomy because I didn't have enough answers. Remember, again, this is all within the same exact doctor visit. So um, I gathered myself. I went home. I told my then boyfriend. Um, and I just like literally just went head first into doing all my own research. I, I went vegetarian, I went vegan, ate for my blood type, I did qigong, yoga, um, you name it, I probably tried it. And I eventually settled on uterine fibroid embolization, UFE. And what that does is basically just blocks the blood supply to the fibroid and eventually it'll shrink it, shrink and die, die off. So um, I posted on my personal Facebook page what my experience was. And I didn't really think much of it. My cousin called me maybe like a day or two later. She's like, did you see your Facebook? I was like, no. She's like, it's blowing up. So I went back and looked at the comments. I looked at my DMs, the text messages, the telephone calls. I mean, honestly, I probably was maybe 100 to 200 people reached out to me saying that was for my girlfriend. That was for my mother. That was for me. That was for my wife. That was for my sister. I mean, women who I had not seen since high school were reaching out to me. Now, mind you, my son is 27 years old. So that kind of tells you <laughs> I'm kind of dating myself. But um, it's so funny because before all this happened, I was telling my husband, I said, I feel like God is call calling me to help women, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I feel like, and it wasn't necessarily just help women. I felt like God was like li literally pulling on me to help people. And I didn't know how. I was like, what am I supposed to do? I can just feel it in my gut. And um, when that happened, I go, oh my gosh, that's it. I'm supposed to help women educate them on fibroids. So um, I started the fibroid pandemic. I started an Instagram page. I didn't really know what direction I was going to go. But now here I am um, a year and a half later. And the fibroid pandemic has a website. I have my following. I have my YouTube channel, my private Facebook group. And basically the fibroid pandemic was created to help educate women and their families um, on the opportunities that they have as far as overcoming fibroids, as well as providing various options or various resources out there. So that's the background of how the fibroid pandemic was created. And that's the premise of what we stand on.
Yes, yes. And, you know, um, you and I both spoke for everyone listening and reading and hearing this, uh, seeing this, um, it truly was initially it hit home, you know, it hits us more um, than, you know, you know, this mm-hmm. happens so often. And to hear mm-hmm. your story, it moves us to actually tell others there's alternate routes to this. You don't have to go straight dead into taking your womb. Like, you know, um, I will definitely say uh, personally, uh, my mother did go through that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I was, I went to go see her at the hospital and I didn't understand very much. You know, I spoke to Mm -hmm. you um, at the private photo shoot. Um, Uh The more you spoke of it, the more I listened to what you were saying. And I'm like, she's, Mm -hmm. she's really in tune to this. Like this hit her (laughs) like directly. Mm -hmm. So um, it makes us as young ladies want to be like, well, if this happened to her, this can easily happen to me. Or if it happened to my mom or if it happened to my sister or my Mm -hmm. auntie, this can easily happen to me. And you know, our world is everything. We are essentially surrounded by that. That's how we navigate, bring life, create life and everything, you know? Um, Yes, your platform is definitely appreciated. It's needed. Um, I want to thank you on behalf of everybody um, for what it is that you do. Um, You know, you know, everything happens at the appropriate time. So if it Mm -hmm. were not for you going to the doctor that day for a simple visit, we would have not been here right now. So everything at all due time. And I do believe that you have that calling. Like you're, you're very tactful when you talk to us as well. Um, you're very mindful of people's situations, um, but you get the message across and that's, what's important. Mm-hmm. You know, you're tactful mm-hmm. as well as very knowledgeable. So I want to thank you for that, sis. Oh, thank you. You know, I am so passionate about this. Like, and, and, and honestly, I have to, be intent with turning it off. I, you know, I have a family and I have a job and I have, you know, friends and I I have to turn the fibroid pandemic off sometimes, but it's so hard because when I tell you, I can feel it in my gut. Like when I just have a regular conversation with the woman, they're like, yeah, you know, girl, I can't go because my menstrual's on. And I'm like, well, how long your period been on? Because you just said this a couple weeks ago, my period's been on for 45 days. What? And what are you doing about that? Like 45 days straight. What are you doing about that? Well, I take iron and I do this. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, so um, I'm so passionate about it. And the more I talk about it, excuse me, the more I talk about it, the more I realize how passionate I am. So I appreciate you for saying that. And why do you think that it's so important for us? Like, let us know and let every other young lady listening, um, you know, um, my following is mostly young ladies. So mm-hmm. um, why do you think it's very important that we detect fibroids early on instead of later on, mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll get to it. You know, if it happens to me, we'll get to it. Why do you think mm-hmm. it's important now before you get to that point um, mm-hmm. to, to know, to be informed? Right. Why is that? That's a very good question. So for starters, um, uterine fibroids, they are non-cancerous tumors of a woman's uterus. Um, approximately 70% of women within their baby bearing ages will be played with uterine fibroids, 70%. We're talking from age 15 up to 50. And um, of that segment, 80% are African-American women. 80% are African-American women. 
Now, if you don't do anything about fibroids, I'll be the first one to admit when I first got diagnosed, it wasn't a, a major issue for me. So I didn't really think much of it. But you start experiencing things like menorrhagia, which is heavy and or prolonged menstrual cycles. Like I said, 30 to 45 days straight. With that, you can develop anemia and low iron, you know, anemia. Anemia affects your hair, skin, and nails. So a lot of times women with fibroids, they have these heavy periods, their hair is falling out, their skin's breaking out, their nails are brittle, they're constipated, they have pica, right? Which is the urge to eat something that's non-nutritious. I mean, constipation, pica, bloating, inflammation. And then that's not even including the impact that it has on your family. You know, I always say we provide resources to women and their family because if a woman with fibroids, if her menstrual has been off for 45 days, she's going to be extremely lethargic, very tired. She's not going to have the, the, the strength or the wherewithal to go play with her kid after school, play in the backyard. She's just not going to want to. And I know firsthand because that was me. It affects your intimate life with your significant other because if you've been bleeding for 45 days straight, guess what? There's going to be a lot of stress there. You know, but even on the days when you're not, if you have inflammation, bloating and constipation, and I am very, very transparent, you know, so if, if this is too much for someone, they probably don't want to, <laughs> this is probably not the conversation you want to have, but just think of it like this. If you've gone four days without having a bowel movement and your significant other wants to be intimate, we'll have physical intercourse because there's different levels to intimacy, right? But if you've gone four days you're constipated, haven't had a bowel movement, and you're bloated, imagine how strainful, how strenuous that can be, that will be on your relationship. So number one, the main reason why it's important is because when you catch it sooner, it can help as far as um, minimizing any impact to your fertility. Because if you don't catch it, oftentimes it may require a hysterectomy. However, oftentimes, if you catch it early, when I mean by catch it early, um, women, the, 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 the fibroid, can, you can have multiple fibroids. They can start from the, side of, from the size of a tiny seedling all the way up to the size of a cantaloupe. So we're talking seedling, blueberry, walnut, orange, apple, grapefruit, all the way up to a cantaloupe. You know, you're talking 11 centimeters. That's about the size of a cantaloupe, right? I had two major large ones. One was 11 centimeters, the other was seven. I was carrying around a four to six month baby. So no wonder why people ask, was I pregnant? I mean, I'm going to the gym on a regular. I was offended, like, what do you mean? So for me, honestly, receiving the diagnosis of uterine fibroids was actually a silver lining. I was like, oh, after I started doing my research, I was like, that's why I'm always tired. That's why I, I never wanna have sex. I mean, it, it, it's very tasking. So the main reason why, um, and there's obviously several reasons, but the main reason why women want to act sooner than later, get back into the driver's seat of your life. Don't become a hostage of your own body. You know how many women take off the first three days, they take off of work or either take off of school the first three days of their menstrual cycle? You know how many women say their sick days, right, say their sick days and, and their vacation days for their menstrual cycle? Break out of that house jail, get back into the driver's seat of your life and take your life back. You will thank yourself later. You'll be so happy that you did it. So like a lot of doctors out the gate, like me, they're recommending a, hy a hysterectomy. 
about 60% of hysterectomies that are performed are not even necessary. Mm-hmm. So imagine I went and got a hysterectomy just without doing my own research. Now, knowing what I know now, right, I would not, it would not have been warranted. But there are so many women having hysterectomies because they get, they let it go so far. This is so far gone. They're just like, I can't take it anymore. I get it. I understand. But start the game earlier and just take your life back. Take your life back. Yeah. And at that point, it's like you're passing us the baton. It's like, well, I gave you the information, girl. Like, what are you doing about it? And then at that point, it's like, do you love yourself enough to take care of yourself? And do you Mm -hmm. love others around you enough to let them know what's going on? You know? Absolutely. And to your point about to let them know what's going on, women don't talk about it. They do not talk about it. And the reason why is because oftentimes, you know, just based on conversations I've had, what I realize is that the topic about uterine fibroids usually starts by talking about your menstrual cycle, talking about your period. Nobody wants, as an adult, you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, when I was diagnosed, I was right right before I turned 40 years old. You don't want to talk about the fact that you had an accident while at work. Because people look at you like you're a grown woman. What do you mean you had an accident? It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. You don't want to talk about how, you know, you, you ended up coughing and staining someone's car seat. You don't want to talk about that, right? But that's the thing, to your point. Women are not talking about it. And I'm, I'm such a keen proponent of break the silent suffering. And I say silent suffering because women are suffering in silence. You're at home, you're behind closed doors, you're in the bed, you're sitting on the couch. Like, like no, get back into the driver's seat and take your life back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you have to love yourself to be able to do that. Um, a lot of absolutely. times we might think, oh, you know, I've been working too hard, I'm just tired. Or, um, oh, I don't feel like I'm just tired. I don't want to go out and play with my kids right now. I'll do it yep. this weekend. And we put it off, but we don't pick up the signs because we're not informed as to how, if we're not informed about fibroids, how this impacts our life, how it, it, it slows us down. And then we don't see the bigger picture. So we just mm-hmm. classify it on something else. So we go to Google. <laughs> we let Google mm-hmm. be the doctor and be like, oh, Dr. Okay, Google, right? I mean, for me, I honestly, I was like, gosh, this is what it feels like getting older. I just thought because I was getting older. I mean, I'm not ashamed to say it as of today. I'm 46 years old. Girl, I just thought, you're rocking it well. I just want to say, girl, you're rocking it well. I'm trying to be like, okay. you grow. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I, when I tell you, I honestly just thought, you know, having a sudden urge, having to go to the bathroom, you can't hold it. I, because I was getting older. No, it's because you have a life-size baby on your womb. That's why you can't hold it. <laughs> and, you know, back to what you were saying, it does affect your, your life it, and, and not mm-hmm. just your own life. That's why you're a key, um, you know, a key advocate to take the wheel back, it, be in the driver's seat of your own life, because it not only affects your life, it affects everybody around you. Everyone around you. It does. It affects your work life. It affects your life with your significant others. I mean, it affects your life with your with your children. I mean, it affects every single aspect of your life and mainly because of the silent suffering. You know, you have to adjust around your menstrual cycle, but if you don't know if your menstrual is going to be eight days or 28 days, how do you adjust, mm-hmm. right? 
I mean, you can't go on vacation to the beach because you don't want to be on the on the beach all and 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 you know having three layers of clothes on. You know, I've had to do that. Wow. And I would be the first one to say when I first got diagnosed, I didn't realize how much of a silver line, how much of a blessing it was until later. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and I was like, wow, this is really um, profound for me because. I'm just grateful of my personality <laughs> because having type A personality allowed me to do my own research. Again, had I not, had I listened to the doctor, I would have had a hysterectomy. I want to be clear that um, there's nothing wrong with having a hysterectomy if it's truly warranted. There's nothing wrong with that. However, again, 60% of hysterectomies that are performed are not necessary. And I mean, I, I would have been part of that statistic and I'm proved that I mean, right now, after having my procedure, it was not surgery. I was in and out. It was outpatient. I left literally with the Band-Aid, no stitches. Um, I was back on my feet within 20, 40, 48 hours, you know, um, taking it slow for about a week or so. But I mean, I was fine, you know, um, and I would not change it for the world. I really would not. Yeah. And you're helping us too. So like you mentioned, it's okay if that's the path that you choose and that's the path that has to be taken, you know? Um, But Mm -hmm. in order for us to decide what is the the appropriate path for us to take, we have to be informed. We have to be able to, to be knowledgeable and, you know, take your word for it, but also do our own research. You know, it doesn't, doesn't take that much to actually love yourself and, and read up on what's going on with your own body. Absolutely. Hit the nail on the head. You got to love yourself. Yeah. You got to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I will definitely second what you said, you know, as girlfriends, we always talking about, oh girl, I got this new business idea. Girl, look what I did this weekend, or we're going to do mm-hmm. this and my business is popping. Um, but at times it's like, it's like, do I, tell her that I had an accident at work? Nah, I just keep that shit to myself. But we Mm -hmm. have to have these conversations. So I want to thank you for having the conversations. And then Mm -hmm. hopefully more and more of our sisters see this and they're like, well, did y'all hear what uh, our sister Latoya talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then it'll open up more conversations. Mm-hmm. So I think that- Yeah, because women, they're not having the conversation. I mean, even like in my private Facebook group, you know, I'll post things every so often. I don't post it as often because uh, it's so funny because a lot of women who are in that group, I invited some of them, some of them um, asked to be invited, um, asked to join. And what's so funny is that I'll post something they'll send me a DM. It's like, this is a private group. Why are you sending me everyone in here? Every woman in this group probably has the same exact situation or they know someone who has. And why are you sending, and they'll send me a DM and I'm like, oh my God. Like they're not, people just are not comfortable. And I'm like, look, we got to get from behind that veil. Like get from behind that veil and just, again, take your life back, take it back. Most definitely, most definitely. So for everybody listening, girls, young ladies, uh, women, sisters, aunties, mothers, all the above, um, if y'all are hearing, seeing, or reading this, please make sure y'all tune into her private Facebook page. It's private. You don't lose anything by um, just, you know, tapping in and just listening, commenting. Don't be ashamed Mm -hmm. of that comment all you yep. want it's, it's private it's there for you to feel comfortable it's there for you. Exactly. Else. We're, mm-hmm. we're breaking down barriers sis and we're doing it, I love it. 
Yes. I love it. I love yes. it. I love it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, I want to ask you, you know, you're filled with so much greatness, so much light, and we can oh, clearly so see that by the information you pour into us, the time you dedicate mm-hmm. to give to us so we can become informed. Um, what do you think would make this world a better place coming from your experiences? So from the perspective of the fibroid pandemic, um, eliminating 100% eliminating period poverty. A lot of people don't never even heard of period poverty. So basically period poverty is the inability of um, being able to afford sanitary products. Um, It plagues more women here in the United States than what you may ever, ever know. Um, And obviously it's a lot more um, devastating um, nationwide, especially in third world countries. So if I can have things my way, I would have it to where there was no such thing as period poverty. A woman should not have to um, decide whether she wants to put gas in her car to get to work, right? Or buy sanitary products. A woman should not have to decide whether she's gonna um, skip lunch at work (laughs) or skip lunch on the weekends. Um, so that she can afford sanitary products. A woman should not have to wear a sanitary product for 12 hours straight because she's trying to ration them out, you know, because um, she doesn't have enough money to, to have, a, um, ha- have a lot, have an abundance, you know. Um, and as embarrassing as I can say it is, I'm not embarrassed. I've been there, you know. Um, raising my child as a single parent. I was 19 years old. He and I grew up together. Um, I was literally pushing on my birthday. So our birthdays did one day apart. Only reason why, because he came at 1230 AM. So I was literally pushing him out on my birthday, but technically his birthday is a day after as I digress. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it plagues all of us. So that would be one thing if I could change the world. Yes, absolutely. You know, I'm just going to put it out there. I've been that chick too. Three children, three jobs at the office. Like, mm-hmm. I think I could wear this for two more, three more hours, three more pushing. And I, I feel guilty in my mind, but I'm still smiling. Like, I'm going to get this done. I got this. Yeah. In my mind, I know I got to stretch this amount that I brought with me because I got this much at home. And I'm like, I don't have it to break for another bag of tampons or pads. I went from tampons to pads. And, you know, mm-hmm. I learned that pads, some of them, the chemicals that they use, it does make your flow heavier. You know, it does make you. you know, yeah. So we can do a whole other segment on that. I can talk about that. <laughs> um, you are 100% right. Actually, tampons are worse. Yeah. Um, tampons are worse. I, I always say that um, inserting a tampon to a woman's vagina is literally feeding your womb a slow death. Um. And if you would like for me to get into that more, I'll be happy to, or we can just move we forward. We got time, so. sis. So I don't know. I don't know about you because I read that and I was like, huh. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Cause you know, my mom, she's from Mexico. So then what mm-hmm. she had to do, she had to make her own. She would make like cloth ones and she would like mm-hmm. wash them and then have backup. Mm-hmm. And it's a third world. I have cloth ones that I wash and I will leave them out to dry, air dry. My husband's like, ugh. I'm like, just don't look at it. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> behind it, you know, behind the door. <laughs> hey, bro, it's doing me a service and doing you a right. service at the doing same me time. Doing a service, okay? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, about the sanitary products. So, and I'm talking about the um, tampons as well as pads, right? Sanitary napkins. So basically what happens is they should be called unsanitary napkins. And the reason why is because they send these items through like a six to eight stage bleaching process to make them pure, to make them, you know, a lot of them are recycled products. So we're talking about getting your sanitary products from the darn dump and recycling them from the dump, right? Do your research, people. Like the stuff I tell people, I always just, just go do your research. You're getting it from me for free. But when you do your research, you will be amazed. But these are recycled products, plastics, um, that they're sending through an eight-stage bleaching process, chemical process to make them look pure and white. And now they've gotten really creative where they say 100% organic or 100% cotton. Well, usually what happens is if you read the label really good, the top layer, the top layer is cotton. But these things have six, seven, eight layers. What, what else is underneath there, right? They have this um, one main chemical. I mean, there's dozens other of other chemicals, but one main chemical called dioxin is actually outlawed in other countries. And they allow you to put dioxin in our sanitary napkins. Like, no, that actually um, is just like cigarettes. It's an addict. The nicotine is addictive. So the more you smoke, the more you're going to want to smoke. The more you want to smoke, the more you're going to smoke. So it's like a domino effect. Same thing with sanitary napkins. The more you wear your pads, the more it's going to contribute to heavier flow. The heavier your flow is, the more you're going to need the product. So it's just like a domino effect. So it's no different. So um, I tell women to focus on 100% chemical-free organic products. Um, I am a huge proponent. I, I am a distributor, be 100% transparent. I am a distributor of the Cherish brand sanitary napkins, the premium sanitary napkins. They actually have an ion strip, which helps with um, cramping. It also helps with bloating and it also helps control odor. Um, and what's really neat, they're super duper absor absorbent. If you go to my YouTube channel, and again, I don't have a lot of stuff on YouTube because I focus the majority of my, um, sorry, my computer. I focus the majority of my stuff on Instagram, but I did a, um, a demonstration. And I told people when I did the demonstration, when that camera was on, I never did one prior to that. So I didn't, I honestly didn't know what to expect. So when I did a demonstration, I um, poured water on it and I took um, paper towels and I, you know, placed my hands and you can see the, the sanitary, the Cherish brand versus the other brand, how much it really absorbed. That one with the Cherish was almost bone dry. And I was like, and it's so funny because I tell people I didn't do it in advance. So I didn't know what to expect. So then I took it apart, dissected it. And then I even poured more water and it was still being absorbent. So aside from its super duper absorbency, it's a lot healthier too. So we'll definitely have to like contact you. We'll definitely need mm -hmm. to know uh, exactly where we can get the products, um, the yeah. specific name of them. Um, I'm actually going to try it myself because I look at pads and it's like, we have a love and hate relationship. I know what you're doing for me. I know what you got in you, but I absolutely do not like you. <laughs> so, it's right, a love -hate right. situation. so I'm actually right. going to try it. I'll let you know how that works out. Yeah. Please do. And I tell people, I said, you know, give yourself 90 days. So I would say go through a three months, um, supply, because what happens is just like anything else that you are used to, like if you go from bone straight to curly or from braids to, to locks or whatever, it takes some getting used to. 
so we have what's called PTSD, that's post-traumatic um, post syndrome. And so what post-traumatic stress disorder, excuse me. And what happens is we're, we're conditioned to believe that it's not working, it's not doing what I expected it to do because you, you're used to going to the bathroom every hour on the hour to check yourself, right? So you may not really feel that wet sensation as much because of the ion strip. But, and also the way that it's, um, the way that's manufactured, it helps really keep you drier. But also the thing is, is that it's very thin. So when you first see it, you're going to be like, what is this little play, play crap? I'm not, like, I was like, when I first tried, I was like, what is this? Um, but now I literally have not used any other product um, probably in over a year. Yeah, probably in over one full year. And um, I love it. As long as they continue to make them, actually, it is a Black-owned company. It's a um, brown-owned company. Um, so I'm a huge, huge supporter of it. If you actually go to the fibroidpandemic.com, go to resources, you'll be able to shop my store called Pad the, the name of my store is called Pad the Pandemic, and it's on the Fibroid Pandemic website. I love it. Well, you know, shouting over here for the Beyond that shit. <laughs> I need that. Girl, text me your address. I'll send you. I'll send you a pack. Take look. I got some right here. Let Let's see what. So yeah, um, I didn't even intend on doing this, but since we're talking about it, um, this is the brand right here. I don't know if you can see it, but it's um, a little cherry. higher. Oh wow, that's nice. Yeah, it's a just small little square pack. This is the night use. Um, and this is the day use, oh, but I mean, the difference is that, you know, you're not going to get 24 and I don't even know how many, how many come in a pack, a regular pack now it's been so long. Um, because remember before that I had my IUD. So, you know, um, this one has eight, the, the night use has eight pads. The other has 10. And I'll tell you when I first used it the very first time, very first time I used it, Leslie, the company reached out to me. It's like, Hey, you know, you just want to try our pads. I was like, what I got to use, what I got to lose, I need to use them anyway. Right. So I tried and I kept saying to my husband, this is crazy. I was like, this is weird. So after the third day, he's like, why do you keep saying that? I was like, because I ain't changed my pad all day long. <laughs> now I will say I'm the first one to say like, well, my menstrual comes on the first two days. It's usually, usually the second day is usually, usually the heaviest, but right. But I'll tell you when I, um, when I use it the very first time, we're talking a person who would go through about six pads a day, honestly, about six pads a day. And that's literally checking it every hour, every hour and a half for me to six pads over the course of my menstrual. Six, six. So two the first day, two the second, no, maybe three the first day, maybe one the second day and then tapered off, six. The first time, the first month. And I was like, you know what? For me, I'm not a skeptic, but I'm not easily sold. And if someone would have told me that, I'd, I'd be like, this is BS. Had I not tried it myself. And there's nothing anyone can do to ever get me to change. Bottom line. Never again. Ever. Nope. I won't do it. Exactly. And then you get to see the natural reaction of our body when it's in its natural state. So then yep. it makes you think. Well, what do these other things have that's making me bleed so much? And this is absolutely you get it. You get it. You get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely gonna go ahead and go on your website and buy some because Shadi over here needs it. 
I'm telling you, it's a love hate situation. Hopefully, you could change things, you know, for me because I, I love need, it. Yeah. So, thank you for that. Thank you, everybody listening, Absolutely. everybody seeing this, everybody re- reading this. Make sure y'all go ahead and tap into that product. We're going to change lives. That's what we're doing. <laughs> we're going to change lives right it. now. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for that. Um, you know, we're, we're thinking that it's normal to to go through these life cycles like this. Mm-hmm. It is when we're young because they know that when we're young, we after puberty, during puberty, we hit mm-hmm. these cycles, you know, the natural yep. cycles. So they hit us young with the products. And like you said, it's right. an addiction. So then our body's used to this cycle. And, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, our mothers are not talking to us about it. Because like you said, your mom, I was so sorry to hear that. But my mom also, my, my late mother, she also had it and um, had fibroids, but back then they called them tumors. So I remember when I was diagnosed, I was like, wait a minute. So when I started doing my research, I talked to my sister, because remember I'm the youngest, I talked to my sisters and brothers. I was like, wait, didn't mom have what's called like a tumor surgery? They're like, yeah. I was like, that was fibroids. That's totally what it was. She had tumor surgery. She had a hysterectomy. My mother-in-law, my husband, my husband didn't even know that his mom had it. until I started talking about it. She's like, oh yeah, I did too my husband's godmother, my best friends, family within, and I'm not even going to mention names because I respect people's privacy, but family members, best friends. I mean, when I started talking about it, one girl's like, yeah, I had a laparoscopic myomectomy. I was like, when did you do that? How'd that go? I mean, girl, we're not talking about it. I want, I want women to, um, is there an Amber Alert? I, I want women to take their life back. You'll be amazed at what you can do. Mm-hmm. Think of it if you were once paralyzed from the waist down and you could not, you were immobile. Then all of a sudden you get your legs back, you get your wings back. That's what it's going to be like. I promise you. I promise you. Don't wait. Don't wait at all. Do something about it. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. And yeah, to touch back on that, you never know who who has gone through it or know somebody close mm-hmm. to them that's gone through it or is going through absolutely. it. It's normal. So let's make it normal mm-hmm. to talk about it. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Let's talk about periods. Yeah. Right. Right. And usually, you know, the funny thing is like, if I'm around my mama, we're like tuned in in the same area and we're like, Oh, okay. I see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For women, it, I don't, I forget what it's called, but it's it's a proven scientific fact. I mean, women are are within each other's presence for a long, for so long, their menstrual sync up. I forget what that's called though, but um, yeah, it's true. It happens, which is weird. Yeah. So now make it normal to to do it healthy and talk about exactly. it. And do something about it. <laughs> well, you're gonna sync up anyway. Let's talk about. <laughs> Mm-hmm. most definitely but you've dropped so many gems today and I just want to thank you you know I understand Absolutely. you know you have a family as well so I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy um entrepreneur business and family life to come on my <laughs> show it's really Absolutely. um I definitely want to ask you you know besides all the gems you've been dropping on us mm-hmm. um are there any pointers any pieces of advice that you would like to give us um young um, successful mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, you know, and when I say that, I, I just mean everybody because mm-hmm. right now entrepreneurship doesn't have an age. We look mm-hmm. different. We are aged differently and everybody's mm-hmm. out here trying to adventure into what we're mm-hmm. really put on this earth to do. Um, right. Cause last year really woke us up. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, it really did. Number one, from a business perspective, always know your craft. Always know your craft. Do not assume, do not duplicate, always know your craft. Like I said, when I did my research, a lot of the information I found, I was going through a um, coaching program, but I didn't just let it stop there. I also looked at scholar articles and medical journals to get to the bottom of it for myself. Because if, if I'm trying to mimic you, right? If someone fires off all these questions and if I don't have your information right there, I'm not gonna know my craft. But if I know my craft, no matter what circumstance I am put into, you can't go inside my brain and eliminate it. Always know your craft, number one, as a business professional, whether you are an entrepreneur, working for someone, whatever, and always show up. Always show up. And what I mean by that is don't be late, right? Do not be late. If you're on time, you're late. If you're early, you're on time. That's actually what we teach our mentees. So always make sure you are on time. And the third thing I would say is don't take shortcuts. Excuse me. Don't take shortcuts. What I mean by that is like, you know, um, pay people who are experts in certain things, right? If you're looking for someone to do your taxes, pay a professional. Don't take shortcuts. If you're looking for someone to, to I don't know, let's say give you business advice, forget Dr. Google. Do your research, you know, hire a licensed consultant, hire a coach. If you're looking for um, information on mental health awareness, right? Hire a mental health professional. If you're looking for someone to coach you on fibroids, hire the fibroid pandemic. <laughs> right. And that's true. You definitely can't take shortcuts in life because you won't. So my thing is you have to accept the trials, the opportunities of learning something in life. But sometimes they're not always like easygoing. You know, you got to go through the fire to understand what you had to learn yeah. to refine who you are. So then when the blessings at the end of the tunnel, you're like, that's why I had to go through that. That's why I value it much more. <laughs> and you will value it much more. And you'll have a better sense um, of self-respect after that too. I guarantee you. Like right now, there's nothing that anyone can tell me about fibroids that I probably don't know. However, I am very open to, um, to being very transparent that I don't know everything, but what I know, I know, but what I don't know, I'm open to it. Yeah. And, and what I would yeah. say is be a lifelong learner. Always, always be willing to shift and ebb and flow. Be a lifelong learner because obviously, you know, it's so funny. My husband's in there watching Footloose and there is a scene where, um, the guy's like, hey, are you rich? He's like, why? He says something to the effect that he never saw anyone buy a tape or something like that. And I'm like, what? And they're playing like a cassette tape, like a boom box. And I was like, boy, if my God kids would see that, they would have no idea what it is. But I, the reason why I say that is because obviously in this te technological world, in this technology age, things are always evolving. You have to learn how to ebb and flow and be a lifelong learner. And if there's something you don't know, research it and or hire a professional. Yes, yes, definitely have to be able to humble yourself along life um, on that path that you're on to always grow. Mm -hmm. You have to Absolutely. be able to be humble enough to accept advice and knowledge. Um, someone that mm -hmm. thinks they know it all, they'll be like, no, nah, I don't need to hear that, whatever. You have, Absolutely. To take, you have to take the information in order to grow. It's going to help you grow. You are That's so right. <laughs> exactly. Be a lifelong learner. Yep. Absolutely.
And back to what you were saying too, um, you definitely have to, all of us, we have to be able to be true to ourselves, like knowing mm -hmm. our craft, like you were mentioning, yeah. it, people yeah. will come and go trying to mimic what you're doing. Um, and if they're really not up on game and passionate about the drive that they have on that path, like you mm -hmm. said, they won't know, they won't know what they're talking about. You know, they won't. the true ones will stand out. <laughs> so definitely know your part. Yeah, that part. Yeah, <laughs> the true ones will stand out, and it's up to you to make sure your part, you're part of the ones who are standing out. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I appreciate you too, dear. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's all love. You know what's up. Um, <laughs> so you know, I always hit everybody at the end with a house of Ramirez shout out. You know, we got the spotlight mm -hmm. on you, and you look gorgeous. By the way, let me just put that out there. Okay. <laughs> you're so sweet. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I. I I really value you as a sister, as well as a, a very powerful movement that's causing change in our communities. Um, and the spotlight's on you right now, you know, but I want to go ahead and give you the opportunity to put the spotlight uh, to the people in your corner that have been supporting you along this journey that you're taking um, to pour into us. So who would you like to shout out? Honestly, um, and I was thinking about that. There are so many people who have been in my corner and, and this may sound cliche, but there are so many that I'm kind of afraid to mention because if I forget someone, I don't want to be offensive. Um, obviously my husband, my family, my girlfriends have been rock stars. I mean, they're literally like my guinea pig. I'll put out information first and I'll say, hey, look, let's jump on a Zoom call and I have them on the call for two hours and my niece helps me with my social media. She's like, no, auntie, you got to do it like this, you know, or, you know, when I ask them just to be involved, just give me their feedback, be involved, participate in this online questionnaire. Let me know what you think. I mean, my family and my friends have been rock stars. Um, but what I will do is just say everyone from a business perspective who's been there from day one or even or even day now, I appreciate them. Again, I don't feel comfortable with mentioning one individual or one company because I have so many relationships with people that I honestly do not want to leave anybody out because I have to charge it to my brain and not my heart. So I'm going to leave it at that. But I will say that my tribe has been super duper amazing. When I tell you, Leslie, I am beyond passionate about it. I am passionate about this and I don't take anything for granted. So, you know, like you said, getting back to humility. I'm always humbling myself. I appreciate House of Ramirez for bringing me online to talk to you. I didn't really know what to expect. I'm so happy that we had this conversation. And I just want to turn the spotlight back on you and tell you, sister, to continue doing what you're doing because to provide this type of platform for people is amazing. You know, we're not here to compete. We're here to uplift one another. And to your point, when you and I met at that photo shoot, we clicked immediately. I was like, I got to talk to her. She's so funny. She's amazing. I love your energy. So don't you ever, ever change that energy. Never change your energy, girl. Thank it's you, amazing. Sis. Thank you. Sis. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody was just flowing. The energy was just flowing. Shout out to Lauren at Elevate Health. She brought Yes. Shout, shout out to Lauren at Elevate Health. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but you know, it's mutual sis, you know, um, it's a two way street. So, you know, mm -hmm. I'm here for you. I know you're here for me. And, and that's really what it's all about. And getting back to, you know, how sisterhood really should be not going mm -hmm. against each other, but walking together. And um, I'm here for it, honey. Yeah. yeah. Most deaf, most deaf. So <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Shout out to all I your friends, family, everybody i completely respect that because it's true you don't want to leave anybody out um mm -hmm. and that's very loving and kind of you so just it elevates it more you know it, it tells right. us what type of person you are it, even more uh, you know a different <laughs> level type of woman i appreciate so, that so much <laughs> yeah yeah so thank you for everything this is not the last time you're going to be on house of ramirez and until next time sis until next time until next time, thank you so much, hon. You get you enjoy your evening. You too. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Yep. Goodbye.